Yo, ladies and gentlemen, what is up? And it's time for your daily dose of entertainment, or weekly, or monthly. However many times or frequently you listen to this amazing entertainment rebooted podcast. This is your host, Alec, talking about one of the most amazing movies of the year. One that you've probably been dying to hear about. Yes, we will be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie for the next couple of minutes. And man, there is so much to dive into. So let's go ahead and talk about it. So after I watched it for the first time, I was able to completely repeat the story back and forth as soon as I saw it and I was super proud because it takes a while for me to understand everything that comes from a movie, but I was able to kind of go from like start to finish as I was driving home and it was super cool. I won't tell the whole story because I'm sure there's a whole bunch of you, at least at this point in time as, of, as I'm recording this, that haven't seen the film yet and probably don't want to be spoiled by it. So I know we have spoiler sections, but I figure out we should I, I figure we should talk about the story first. So but pretty much what happens is that Mario and Luigi live within Brooklyn with their family and they're trying to get this plumbing business going, but their family doesn't seem to be fully supporting them. So this is when they're trying to advertise their Super Mario Brothers franchise. And this happens after the very beginning when Bowser uh, storms the ice castle with the uh, penguin folk. So, and I could give that away because that's in the trailer. So, and that's repeated here as well. So after Mario and Luigi kind of lose faith in their business a little, well, they don't lose faith, but their family loses faith in their business. They uh, find an opportunity to save Brooklyn because they see on television that, uh, the water pipes were breaking. So the Mario brothers, being the bros that they are, they went and tried to solve the problem. So they go underground to find the source, which then leads them to this green pipe, which transports them to this uh, other universe. So of course, from here, the brothers get separated. Mario goes into the Mushroom Kingdom while Luigi ends up in the Dark Lands. And then this is where the adventure kind of splits in two, but it re mainly revolves around Mario himself. So Mario goes to the Mushroom Kingdom, he sees Princess Peach and everything, and they bound together because they're like, we got to stop this Bowser guy. He's he's crazy, you know? So they go and uh, I think first they get help from Don the, uh, the Land of the Kongs, not from Donkey Kong himself. That's not until later. They go to, I think his he's, he's the old monkey, the old Cranky Kong, I believe his name is. And in order for them to have the Kong army on their side to go against Bowser and his Koopa army, Mario has to beat Donkey Kong. So that revolves around a whole battle scene. There's uh, the two of them fighting. And of course, Cranky Kong's generous and puts power-ups in the arena. So that way he's like, he doesn't claim, well, you know, this will help not make the fight last more than three seconds because it's like, he was just so confident in his son and everything. And, and Donkey Kong, I think was one of my favorite characters because of the fact he was such a show off. And Mario was that generic, like, you know, okay, I only got so much experience. Which there was a whole training montage beforehand back in the Mushroom Kingdom with uh, Peach clear a course and Mario having to prove himself in order to go on that adventure and everything. It's super cool. But anyways, you know, spoilers, Mario beats Donkey Kong. They get the army. They head down to uh, Rainbow Road where they have a big battle between the Kongs and the Koopas. Uh, Kongs get abducted by Koopas. Bowser has total control. Peach and Toad run back to Mushroom Kingdom when Mario and Donkey Kong uh, continue their rivalry and they eventually bond, you know, as like, you know, aka like, you know, like, like brotherly bond. I mean, cause I know Mario and Luigi are brothers, but this is more like a rival bond, I guess. So they all team up and they go to uh, Bowser's castle, which by the way, Luigi, 
in the Darklands was captured along with a lot of other characters and along with the other Kongs in Bowser's castle. So it's up to Mario, Toad, and Peach. Well, I mean, because I think Peach is actually like part of the wedding, so she was there too because uh, Bowser threatened to destroy the entire Mushroom Kingdom if, if, if she says no to Bowser's proposal. So there was that whole thing. So then they hold the wedding. A lot of guests like King Bob-omb and King Boo were invited and a whole bunch of other people. Those are the two that caught my attention the most. Uh, they're all invited to the wet wedding itself and all seems to be going well, um, except Peach secretly uh, has an ice flower and obliterates everybody and things go down to chaos once again, not to mention the fact that Bowser was going to sacrifice all of his prisoners in honor of Bowser and Peach's marriage, which was going to take place, but because Mario and the crew uh, crushed the whole thing, it resulted Bowser to his uh, last plan, which was to take a giant bonsai bill and nuke uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. But with Mario and his uh, raccoon suit, he was able to deflect the bonsai bill into the pipe realm where it transported between worlds, which then created a, I'm not sure what the correct, correct uh, term is here, but it exploded and it sucked everybody into the pipe and back into Brooklyn, which was where the final battle takes place, uh, where Mario has his realization of who he is and he has to combat this, you know, evil arc enemy, this antagonist and him and his brother Luigi end up being victorious against Bowser and all ends up being pretty well which then results in the family having faith in the brothers again and they live happily ever after. So that's the short synopsis of the thing. There's a lot of details I missed that I'll talk about later when we get to that, but just to get a general idea of the story, I think it was kind of cool that, you know, even for kids and for adults, like we can all relate to this kind of thing and it was just super cool because I could understand the story so easily. Um, but yes, this, this story did catch my attention because there was always something going on. It's short, it's simple, it makes sense. I mean, it's the story told a lot of times, you know, there's always, you know, the hero, you get the hero's journey going from his homeland to another world and everything. So there's that, but it's it, it drags you in, it really does. So, you know, it, it's a pretty cool movie. So like I had already before, uh, Donkey Kong is my, one of my favorite characters, but I also liked Bowser's character too. Jack Black did an amazing job acting as that character and really bringing him back to life. Knowing that I've seen Jack Black um, as Poe from Kung, Kung Fu Panda previously, as well as other movies that uh, just can't remember at the moment, I've seen Jack Black do a lot of things, and I've seen him do some stuff on YouTube as well. He, he's well known. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys listen to our Mandalorian podcasts, he ends up appearing in one of the episodes. Enough said there, because <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything in that realm. If you guys like Star Wars, definitely check that out. Um, but he definitely has a lot of appearances that I have truly admired. So I was also into Mario's character as well. It wasn't my top favorite, but I liked how it had the story of, you know, he was this outcast, he didn't fit in, his family didn't understand him and everything. And that's what I gravitate to because it's more of like that, you know, you kind of stick out like a sore thumb at first, but then after a while when people recognize you, you become that, that light. And it's super cool. You know, he's Mario's the guy that we can all recognize from many games, many memories. I'm sure he's touched a lot of hearts, but back when he started, he was this, you know, this this nobody that nobody really cared about. So the movie wasn't too long or too short. I kind of think that it was at a good length, you know, to keep like children and adults' attention spans, but you know, I have no complaints there. Moving on. So, okay, 
There are two specific songs I want to talk about really quick that I think are really interesting to talk about. So the first one was uh, Bowser's solo when he sings a love song to Princess Peach. And I remember when I watched the film and when others watched the film, it was something that each person really gravitated towards. And I've seen a lot of like YouTube covers and everything. You know, it's where it goes, peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, that one. I know. Yeah, little little cheesy moment there for you. Um, but uh, that seemed to catch a lot of musicians' ears, and I think because of the fact that it's so cheesy, it caught a lot of people's eyes. And it's cheesy in a good way. That's what I'm saying. All right. So towards the end of the movie, so like I mean, like in the credits, there's one specific song that plays during that time, and it it is actually the theme song from Gusty Garden Galaxy within the game of Super Mario Galaxy. And considering that I've played a lot of Mario games in my time, so I'm saying like Mario Brothers, Mario Odyssey, Super Mario 3D Land and World. I remember covering Mario 3D World a long time ago when I was first on Entertainment Show. Back when it was called Entertainment Unzipped, I covered that, and it was it's it was pretty cool. So I I have a huge Mario history, and it, it it's pretty awesome. But anyway, I think they changed the Gusty Garden theme to a different key, and it like gives you that flashback to your childhood when you played Mario Galaxy. And that alone, I think, made a lot of people tear up and cry based on, like, comments I read from a, a video. And I, I, I believe it. I believe it. You know, that that's all I need to know. You know, because if I feel it, man, that must be real. It must be real. Okay, again, so there's a lot of dialogue that I, I thought was pretty cool um, in terms of what was going back and forth, uh, I guess, in terms of, like, voice acting and... Other cool scenes that required a lot of talking. I think they did pretty well. But I, I I don't think I have much to say for the dialogue itself. All right. So I liked the way that this whole thing was animated, honestly. I mean, I know there's that, like, anti-realistic type of way of doing it, especially the same way how Puss in Boots had that, like, choppy kind of animation. It wasn't too choppy, but it was kind of like there was one part where it was, uh, like, you could take frame by frame and it would result in a beautiful picture. So that kind of thing, too. Vibrant colors, um, amazing character designs. I mean, all of it. I mean, there, there, there's not one thing I complain about. It is all super mesmerizing to look at, I would say. You know, but, you know, overall, I, I think that a lot of the Mario fans, especially nowadays, considering that this movie um, beat Frozen 2 within the box office by selling a lot more, definitely signifies the fact that if you give what the audiences want, then you will receive such great feedback. And I mean, that could be, that could mean something different depending on what audience you're looking at. But still, if you know exactly what your people want, they're going to respond in such a, a well-respected way. So that's that. I've been talking for a while, so I'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening to my little talk on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hope to see you guys soon in another episode on here on Entertainment Rebooted. Again, my name is Elec, and I hope you have a fantastic day. So long. See ya. Goodbye.